0: could ask a quick favour. If you're listening to this, please hit the subscribe button and the follow button. Like, share, rate, review the podcast. It helps more than you realise.
1: You know, the key for me is obviously when my my father passed away rather suddenly in 2014. Um, The bank at the time then quite quickly after that said, we're not supporting you anymore. Um, And then my brother, uh, the following, about a few months after that, went into hospital for a year with major heart issues and having to have a heart um, valve replacement. So if you can imagine all of that in one go it that to me was perhaps the most challenging time of my life that we won on that night, uh, the very, very top pinnacle award, which um, beating all wines, so not just English, not just sparkling, but every single wine that had entered that competition in that year, we were ca- we came up as winemaker of the year. And that was to do with the performance in the year in terms of one of our wines. And that one wine had been, was the first vintage really that my brother made without my dad as well. So it was 100% his wine um, because they used to wine make together a lot. Um, uh, all the time and then um, you know and and based on our sort of performance today in that competition led us to that point so it had the past and the present all wrapped in one um, but it was it was the one thing that si- you know I think Simon and I really just felt hugely uh, elated about I have to say yeah as an employer I'm you know uh, we said well, we should ask staff if they're happy and I'm like but we can't make people happy. You know, it's it's an impossible target and you'll be chasing that impossible thing. People make themselves happy by understanding what makes them content and having their purpose and those sorts of things. And you know, and you know I think this is something I learned a long time ago is that actually the only person who can make me happy is me. Perhaps my passion from that has always been around the people. and i thought, you know, and I think when I talk about sustainability, it's, it's not just about the environmental sustainability, which is obviously one pillar of that. But it's how do you make the business properly sustainable across it all? So, so you've got to be profitable. The business has to run profitably to be sustainable. Um, and the way that businesses run profitably and are successful is by looking after the people in the business, because the people make that happen.
0: Welcome to the County Business Talks Podcast, powered by Picture Book Films. Here we're going to be talking to entrepreneurs and business owners from across Sussex, delving into the mindsets of what makes them really tick. Okay, welcome to another episode of the County Business Talks Podcast. My guest today is the CEO of Ridgeview Wine Estate. Since taking over from her father as CEO in 2013, she has grown Ridgeview into a globally acclaimed producer. She's on the board of the Wine and Spirits Trade Association, WineGB. She was awarded Sussex Business Person of the Year 2019 and the only English producer to be awarded the prestigious title of President of the International Wine and Spirit Association 2020. Ridgeview are responsible for putting English sparkling wine on the global stage and has been awarded multiple international awards and accolades. Changing minds and hearts on the perception of English wine, sparkling wine, which you have helped pave the way for a thriving industry. I am delighted to welcome Tamara Roberts. I'm delighted to
1: be here. Thank you.
0: I'm so excited to go. We've obviously (laughs) known each other for for quite a few years. It's um, It's been phenomenal, obviously, to see. Like we obviously, in SBT, we celebrated your 25th mm. anniversary, which was amazing. Um, and what what a, what a phenomenal family journey. And I, I'm so excited about having you on. So, look, we're going to, as always, we're going to delve straight in. Just tell the listeners about your business journey, where it all started.
1: Goodness, yeah. And, um, well, it seems a long time ago, um, you know, Ridgeview was on the back of another business from my family. So, my family, mm. are, uh, you know, my parents were always quite entrepreneurial, so... Um, I have my earliest memories being um, of my mother running. So, my mum ran a, a nursery from our house from the age of, um, I must have been about four till um, secondary school, 11, 12. And mainly because she saw a complete gap where, because um, my dad travelled quite a bit with his job at that time, and she saw that there were, you know, women struggling with single parents or both mm-hmm. parents having to work and there being no proper childcare or those sorts of creches, those sorts of things in place. So she started that up from our house and looked after probably 15 children um, daily to to allow that. So there was that side. And then um, when in sort of the late, uh, I suppose early 80s, they saw an opportunity to, um, in as computing was starting, so computers were starting to come out, you, you know, the ZX81s, the BBCs, <laughs> all that going back there. And again, um, my dad then left his job because they weren't interested in taking that in, in going down that journey, thinking it wasn't going anywhere. There you go. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that company exists anymore. And um, and so they started that from our lounge in our um, in our house and then built into a shopfront and a, and a business that employed, I think, 500 people at, at the end wow. of its journey in wow. 10 years. So that was quite a rapid yeah. growth business, um, working with IBM and Compaq at the time and those sorts of things. And um, Ridgeview sort of came as a sort of a second career for them um, as that industry consolidated um, and they sold out at that point. Um, and of course, the natural step from running an IT business <laughs> is to then <laughs> plant a vineyard and make English, you know, and, and create a new category of wine. Um,
0: wow.
1: Uh, so, so yeah, and, but on, I, I think there are links along the way, and there were rumblings of sparkling wines in the late 80s, early 90s, with Nightingale Chapel Down. Um, so it was kind of a, certainly definitely not a natural step, and n- none of the family have... Um, sort of background in wine prior, prior to Ridgeview. So that's sort of how Ridgeview came about.
0: Um, and in you, so, so, I mean, I guess growing up sort of seeing that uh, your parents obviously through the 80s obviously running a successful IT business yeah. and then obviously starting Ridgeview was there, for, for you, was there always that thought then growing up like I'm I'm going to run my own, or oh, I'm going to get involved in the family business, or I'm going to, that entrepreneur, because you've obviously been, yeah. guess quite inspired or yeah. see your parents as entrepreneurs and going okay that's yeah. that's potentially a path for me
1: yeah and I think the the good thing about it I've seen both sides of it I've seen yeah. the um you know the positive you know success success but I've also seen the the terrible hard work and <laughs> you know and you know lack of perhaps family time those sorts of things so there's I've I've seen both sides of it yeah. and I also was i was quite intrigued with it um with particularly with obviously the business during the eighties and i worked i was I, I worked all the way through it the different areas I started as a cleaner in their business, you know yeah. tidying up the teacups and <laughs> emptying the bins uh during when I was at secondary school and then moved to working on the reception and then moved to working in uh, a little bit of uh, accounts h r. Um, during my holidays and things yeah, like that, yeah. I could just work in little bits. Uh, friends of ours, we used to go in, when they were purchasing new offices and that we went to clear the offices out. So we've I've, I've, it gave me quite a, an, a unique and amazing opportunity to work in quite a number of different areas mm-hmm. of a business. Um, obviously not at high levels at all, but at the junior, yeah, the yeah. very junior levels and just to see how they all f- fit together. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I certainly... Whether did I think I, that certainly with the IT business that f- probably finished last. Where well, it was in the late early early nineties, late eighties, when I was pretty still in full time education, still doing my yeah, degrees yeah, yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that. So obviously then you just give up and you go off. Oh, I've got to do my own career because yeah, that's yeah. not there anymore. So
0: because because you cause you didn't you went into finance, didn't you? you yeah, went finance yeah. For PwC, yeah, and a couple of other
1: yeah big companies. And- so I, yeah, I did. I mean, I had a bit of a journey with my education. I sort of started off uh, with my A-levels doing <laughs> all very social subjects like sociology, politics, was, geography. Oh, okay. Those are my passions and yeah, politics, yeah. particularly um, at that age. Um, I then thought, well, I'm going to you know, be the first in my family to go to university, which I was. And I went and did a, And I thought, oh, I'm going to do something really sort of um, important in my mind, not necessarily. But I was going to do law. And I thought I'm going to oh, do law. Yeah. So okay, I went to do okay. law. Uh, got my A levels, did did law degree, um, but it, towards... with a
0: view of thinking that you wanted to be a solicitor or I not? think
1: initially, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I don't know that I had thought that through. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm honest, interested in the law. But... I just I hadn't really thought. I don't think beyond yeah. the degree side of it in terms of am I it, towards the end of it. Obviously, because you're you start to think about whether do I need to do I want to be a solicitor, do I want yeah. to be a barrister. Um, but I think I found that. I was certainly found the word side of law a lot of I wasn't terrible at it, but I'm better at I'm quite numerate as well, and probably should have followed that a bit earlier on in my mm. um, um, in my time. But I picked up on the sort of the problem solving, and I did one of those back in the day. Uh, one of those personality one of, a friend of my mum's who was in the sort of HR stuff made me do sit. She said, "Well, why don't you sit and do one of these sort of personality." Or skills uh, questionnaires, you know, where you yeah, answer yeah, all yeah, sure, the questions sure. and it comes up like you're like this. Yeah, yeah, um, I yeah, can't remember I the name you. of it. It's quite. It was. It's been around for quite a while. Um, so I did one of those, and it sort of. I was quite strong in the problem solving yeah, kind yeah. of side of things. And um, one of the things that came out from that was accountancy. And my dad was actually a qualified accountant as well uh, by okay. profession. He and he did it through article clerks and things like that. But he. When I said it, I was going to do it. He looked at me and just goes, "Oh my god, you're going to hate it. <laughs> You'll just hate it. Don't do it." <laughs> and if anything's going to spur you on to go and do something, is your dad, dad when you're yeah. when you're <laughs> 16 <laughs> saying you shouldn't. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so definitely going to do that. But I am pleased I did it. I mean, it was hard work, I have to say, doing um, the the uh, you know working and uh, the the qualifications as well. Yeah, so, yeah, sure. but you know, at the end of it, I mean, a law degree, chartered accountancy, um, it's it a good was background all for, set up for, for business. really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: I, uh, even talking to, like I mentioned offline up talking to my previous, um, one of my previous guests, Sam music. It, it was obviously a qualified accountant, but like you say, so if you understand the numbers for any business, you understand the numbers. it's almost it's the backbone really for, for a business. And it? it's interesting to hear that your, your dad also that yeah. group, and then obviously unsuccessful businesses so there, there's that direct link there yeah
1: there is I mean I think there's always a um, the, the thing has always been said about don't ever let accountants run a business because <laughs> they're so risk averse or yeah. you know or just not entrepreneurial yeah. enough but I, I you know we're all different people behind those qualifications and yeah, I think yeah. you know you're going to have some some who are very good at that and some who, who just will struggle with that yeah. um, side of things so yeah, I, yeah. it's it's certainly not a fixed in stone rule, I don't think.
0: Yeah. Okay, I've, I mean, yeah. I'm really keen to talk about obviously, the, the, obviously running like, like the family business. We talk a lot about obviously seeing your dad run it from sort of '95 yeah. till you sort of took over in, mm-hmm. in 2013. But um, talk to me a little bit about the, 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 the culture within, the, yeah, uh, within Midview. I'm, I always find uh, it's something I find fascinating. Culture, just uh, I've mentioned on here many times about you know. My first business running the salon, on uh, not getting the culture right, not you yeah. know going in with a different mindset and what I felt a leader should be, and blah, blah, blah. But I know obviously on <clears throat> on there you talk about like almost the team members being an extension of the family. I yeah. guess like yeah, just has that always been the case for, from the start, and has that developed over the years?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've been. Um you know, lucky really, because I've worked. Not only have I worked in the family business, I've worked in many other businesses from mm. big and large prior to coming into into the family fold, as it yeah, were. Sure. So working for the likes of PricewaterhouseCoopers Coopers, which is a which is a huge firm on yeah, the on course. the um, banking and finance side, um, through to sort of NatWest, and then into uh, an oil and gas company more locally, um, which I um, an inspection company. Which I used to work and travel a lot for, so I've sort of seen lots and lots of different management styles yeah, and cultural sure. styles, um, both good and bad. Good, good management skills, terrible management skills. <laughs> um, but also, I was very fortunate that my dad's always been quite a, um, uh, I would say, forward-thinking in how he's run his business, yeah. um, and and not the iron fist, it's my way or the highway type way. Okay. Very collaborative, and from an earlier, from an early. Um, Point even through his eighty his business in the eighties, um, di- diversity of mindset in the business was, I suppose, there for yeah, him, and he yeah. created that not necessarily because he was told it was a good thing to do, but obviously naturally his natural instincts were to have women in high positions in his business back then, yeah. um, and you know a real diverse um sort of as, as diverse a workforce as, as he could but not strategically done yeah. like that just naturally um, exactly. and i think that's kind of quite been very helpful and i'm very lucky to have yeah. that as a background
0: Because so get, get, i guess one thing as well especially through the 80s now you know that like you said you almost think of a, a business owner and entrepreneur back then I guess the narrative around it very much the Alan Sugar type, roll your vibe, that type yeah. of, you know, <laughs> And I think I, I remember first getting into, into business and thinking that you had to be a little bit ruthless, maybe to, to, to be a leader and be this strong character. that And the whole soft skill side of things just wasn't really there because the successful people are these these strong characters. And mm-hmm. I think it's amazing that even yeah. back then he, he developed a different mindset around that. And
1: yeah, no, very, very lucky, and I think I think some in some ways, if you um, the book, you know, if you if you're through the one good thing I always found through through the accountancy qualification is this auditing um, mm. side of it because auditing is obviously about listening, mm. and I think any business person leader needs to be really really good at listening because that's when you hear what really is happening or what the issues are or somebody's point of view about certain things, and um, I think you know that skill set that we learn in that period of our sort of qualification side of things has been really really helpful in yeah. that and it makes you I think um, listen first yeah. talk you know and, and speak later and that's really really important you know don't don't get me wrong I'm not beating my dad up into the most perfect we, we, we all had our moments yeah, um, course, as you can imagine and family businesses has a a dynamic which is you know I think you've got to manage the business and you've got to manage the family in the business yeah. so you've got two elements to manage there and that's that's a tricky navig- tricky to navigate yeah sure um, and if you think particularly with uh, Ridgeview it started off with perhaps my mum my dad my brother and I, my, my brother's wife started came across from Australia fairly early on as well and maybe one or two others yeah, yeah. and now we're 30 40 people well obviously the roles and the responsibilities of the family and the authority or the um you know the accountability of the family's changed dramatically throughout yeah, that period yeah. and we've had to bring in expertise in certain areas so navigating that um you know and, and ensuring that we you know almost yeah you have to delegate give up you have to yeah. give up your, some of your responsibilities to another person and that's yeah. quite a
0: quite a hard thing to navigate yes but I suppose especially even more so from from that family run business where it is like that like you said you're all very close So you've all got like you, you talk to people about having business partners and stuff and what that sort of relationship yeah. looks like but when they're part of you actually they are Gosh, actually yeah. your family there's yeah. more of that but I guess well, I'm intrigued actually to find that a little bit about that because there, there must be some challenges with that as well yeah. like you say like Talk to yeah. you about some of them like, oh, i guess over the like you say that as the especially as the business grows as well what that sort of looks like and.
1: yeah I mean yeah like, like you say you know you you you, you know there these people are going to be with you through your life oh, yeah know yeah, yeah. and, and it's not you know you 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 know perhaps with a business partner if you have a different of opinion you can walk away from each other and yeah, yeah. and you can just allow it to settle and those sorts of things well you know, if you have a difference of opinion in a fa- in a family business, well, next birthday or Christmas, you're all going <laughs> to yeah. be back together again. <laughs> so you need to sort that out pretty quick, otherwise, um, you know. And I think one of the um, one of the things that's always been really important is to is for me is to. Um, and probably one of my sk- sort of skills is to to see when those when when feathers are getting ruffled yeah. and also to be really really clear about um and I've got better at this I mean you know it's certainly something I've learned you know in a hard way and uh, that way is that is the uh, I I know what I'm like I'm quite a creative thinker I'm constantly thinking ahead I'm constantly yeah. going are we, you know big picture go over there this is what we got to do yeah. perhaps not so great a communicating that or certainly wasn't perhaps in the past and, yeah. and and learning to sort of bring that to life for other people in an easily digestible format is you know something that's a bit of a skill but also to give people's where they're you know they're, they're part in that yeah. you know and how important their part in that is even if it's gone from you know being quite a generalist to pushing them into their you know small specialist areas and bring it and, and really working on look this is what you're really really good at yeah. if you focus on that 100% the business is going to thrive for yeah. you doing that and i um, and, and also sitting down you know and giving them the opportunity to say this is what they really want to do yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and it's both ways yeah, um, yeah of course um, and have I got it right every time no <laughs> um, but we've I've always been you know I will always sit down and go look I didn't get it right yeah. let's talk about it
0: but that, that's, that in itself is such a, a, that self-awareness and being able to do because so, so many people, probably leaders, don't necessarily have that skill, quality. they go, no, I've got that, and I've done this, and mm. you know, it's my way, and like, like you you mentioned earlier, like it's, it was that type of my way or the highway type thing, but being able to be, go, well look, this is the situation. Yeah, you know what? I've made this because we, know like I said, there's no real rule book, is there? The no one's just got to do. Uh,
1: and I think there's there's time for that. And, and you know, we're all very different. And someone who's very objective, focused, and really wants that drive, and we're going to get there, and we're going to do that. Well, they will probably get there a lot quicker. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps yeah. And, than I'm yeah. going to get yeah. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's going to. I'm going to be. You know. Um, you know, I'll, I'll get there, but maybe in a slightly wander not
0: wandering. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> it's it's not. It's not, that's the objective and, and we are not deviating from yeah. it and this is it. And it's, um, and, and also that the objectives aren't, you know, I have to allow input into those objectives. It's yeah. not all about me. No. Um, yeah, it's a shared vision, I It's guess. a shared, and that's the most important thing is to have yeah. those visions value shared.
0: And 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 was that from, right from, I guess when you dad sort of started it like in 95, like was that, that sort of ethos was like that from then, do you think? Or, or it, I suppose it's a different, I suppose it's a very different least I guess, from from ninety-five to 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 now.
1: Yeah, no, exactly, and and probably um, and and quite. We we only really started to try and document what our values were, Mm. you know, and those sides of things relatively recently. If I'm honest, it wasn't. You know, we we didn't start out with a set of values and a purpose for the business yeah. um, back in '95, and it's only been probably in the last five years or so that we've really started to hone in and how. And it's actually really hard um, yeah. to, to try and get that into into yeah, yeah. five values in terms of what the essence of of what that looks like for the internal. But you've got the external values as yeah. well. External values are slightly easier, I think, but those internal values in terms of how you, um, yeah, to bring the, your people with you. Yeah. Um, and how to reinforce them, not to make them too kind of, you know, business chatty-speak yeah. and, and, and just not authentic, not, you know, not striking a chord with anyone. Um, Is actually it was actually a relatively, relatively recent piece of work yeah. um, to, to move that, but it's been so important because then yeah. it makes decision-making in the business a lot better because it does that fit with who we are. Um, oh, yeah, that's
0: so true, I think, like, for me, we've done a recent strategy day with county business club and stuff and, and looking into exactly that type of stuff like that but i think one thing that i've certainly learned a lot of these conversations i've had recently is about and people talk about company values and and then your own values as well as a person mm. and they've actually got to rely on really otherwise you're because yeah. work and life we're talk about work life balance a little yeah. bit later but but you know they have almost merged really you've got work and then life but that has an impact on that so you know, they've got mm. to almost the line. Otherwise, you're a different person there than you are there. And, and it's easy right. to
1: see through that. I mean, because yeah, yeah, whatever you do, um, you know, whatever, if you're a leader, you're always relating, you're always being related to your yeah. business, aren't you? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's that's how a lot of people know you, is through yeah. that business, yeah, 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 networking, contact. Yeah. So whatever you do and have whatever you say will reflect back on your your brand yeah. at some point.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I and I guess, for especially, again, just finalising a little bit about the culture but I guess in a business um, whatever business you run everyone's a cog in the wheel but I guess so much so within a wine estate there's there's so many moving parts I guess and so many things that have got to go on that's right from everyone that's involved in it everyone's got to feel part of that yeah. value and creating that like you say creating that culture in mm. there is a and i guess a ch- like you say a challenging real, real challenging thing to get to get right to get everyone whatever level they come in at yeah that they will buy into those values because there's so many cogs in your your wheel i guess yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no exactly and it's um and they're all kind of working <laughs> working to a slightly different time frame as well which is stre- because you've got the production side which is ticking along versus in terms of the growing season yeah. the winemaking uh, you know calendar etc but that all relates, doesn't relate to what you're selling in the year. The sales in the yeah. year relate to what they were doing three years ago because you've got this time lag between the production and sales. Yeah, so you've, got, you've almost got two, you've got, you know, and then on top of that, you've got your sort of your trade sales, your retail and hospitality functions, your tourism offering, those sorts. of things. You've yeah, got a yeah. number of little businesses within a business all operating with little teams. And, and trying to keep that cohesion yeah, actually yeah. is actually really i think is going to be our biggest challenge as we grow because uh, and it was i I think covid did very little to help us because we had teams who on the production side who just couldn't who were in all the time just working 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 but had to be separated from each other to avoid any sort of closures or anything like that and then to uh, to bring that all back I i think there's a bit of work we need to do to to kind of fully bring people back out of that, there, um, you know, uh, and a lot of it's physical space as well. We can't all be in the canteen at the same time. We yeah, can't sure. all do the same thing, but it's how do we get people to cross and mix and those sorts of things, which we're a social company, so yeah, yeah, I, it, it, won't, it won't take long. Don't yeah, don't worry yeah, about
0: yeah, that. No, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> I, um, I, I want to talk, just talk, you mentioned a little bit about COVID Dad, so talk, talk to me about, obviously, you know, Running the company since, since taking over as CEO, or and go back even to uh, when when you, you sort of dad was running it as well. But talk to me about some of the challenges that you faced and over that over that period, and and where does the pandemic sort of fit in with that as the most challenging time or not? Yeah, talk to me a bit about that.
1: I always think when I when I look back at the sort of the most challenging times in the business, it's really hard to um I, I think a, the crisis moments for me is when I've had personal and business oh, okay. crises. Combining, because I think if you've got one, you can even you know you you can you can manage it provided the business is going okay. If you've got um, both, it's actually extraordinarily different, and it impact because because of the high state of emotion that you are in as a leader at those points, your judgment isn't great. You perhaps make decisions that are rushed or not because you're in a you're in a desperate Desperate. situation. Um, And I think, you know, the the key for me is obviously when my my father passed away rather suddenly in 2014. Um, The bank at the time then quite quickly after that said, we're not supporting you anymore. Um, And then my brother, uh, the following, about a few months after that, went into hospital for a year with major heart issues and having to have a heart um, valve replacement. So if you can imagine, all of that in one go it that to me was perhaps the most challenging time of my life Um, because a i thought the business you know i'd lost my dad i thought i was going to lose the business Mm -hmm. and my brother all in one sort of swift um few few months of each other and and you kind of i think that was probably the one time when i got to my lowest point um and, you know, I was working every hour that God sent, you know, I've got, I had at that time, my boys were probably still at primary school. Yeah, yeah. Um, very fortunate to have a very supportive partner and, you know, and obviously my mother was distraught with, with my, yeah, th- my, my yeah, my, my sister-in-law was distraught because my brother yeah, was yeah. in, so, so, you know, the, that normal support network, family-wise, was also on its knees.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that was, I suppose... Perhaps one of the most, but then you know.
0: At that point, was there was there a, was there a point where you you looked in and went, oh, just like from the business side, of it, I don't know if we can do this anymore, or was that never an up like that's never an option? Or
1: yeah, I mean, probably at times there was yeah. that kind of I. I just don't know if I'm if I really have got the um, I don't ever really doubt myself, but it was just, you know, is this going to go through? I had you know, I have I've got a really good non-exec director as well who was a good close friend of my my father's. And he was he just kept me focused on, you know, in a really good way um, and has always been my biggest supporter, I have to say. So, I you know, I am a lot during that period. Um, and he really helped me with the with the whole banking arm, and also um, I, could, I do need to give a shout out to John Billings at Carpenter Box, who at the same time was, uh, you know, um, you know, critical in my finding a new fi- you know a new banking partner and yeah. things like that. So there, the, you know, at times like that, it's it's certain individuals who keep you yeah. on track um, and keep you and give you the support. And I think one of the things I learned at the end of all of that, when my brother was out of hospital. And, um, you know, various other things. I just sat down and sat with the family, just went through exactly how I felt and how I'd lost... Because i lost my mojo for the business after that. Wow. And I just... You get to the point where I just, yeah. you know, I'm not finding any joy in this. And yeah. I've always found a lot of joy in running the business. And yeah, I'm just... Yeah, this is just becoming... And actually just by saying the words almost lifted that massive relief. weight of, you know, I was. All, I felt I was all alone. And they just looked at me and go, well, if you don't want to do it, let's not do it. Let's do something else. You know, they were 100% behind me. Um, But then again, as soon as you hear that, you're going, no, we're going to do it. We're all together here. It's (laughs) fine. Let's just (laughs) go on with it. Let's just get on. But, uh, you know, and I think that was a big learning for me. It's just like, you know, know, don't, you know, you you tend to, I uh, and I do tend to do that. I tend to shoulder a lot of protect i protect people yeah, a little yeah, bit sure. from some of the harsh realities that potentially you know because you know i don't want to worry them and and those sorts of things but it's not the right thing to do
0: because that, that that then that, that adds to a lot of pressure for you yeah a lot of stress that you you know yeah. and then like you said that comes out in other ways yeah decision making not as good whereas like you say the, i guess back to the, the fact of the, the benefits to working in a family business is that everyone's got your back yeah uh, actually no matter what and you can and release that and that makes that feel a little bit easier I guess and... yeah
1: and and now you know they're checking with me all the time oh you know we sit down we have our one-to-one And the first thing they ask me how are you and yeah. I'm like yeah no I'm, I'm good you know what I mean that that whole um conversation has has become much more fluid and yeah. open and I think that that's such a good thing so yeah. could, it's only a positive thing
0: amazing yeah I, mm. I love that and I guess so. and then to, thank you for sharing that, I guess. And, that, and but, I'm, I'm, t- talk to me a little bit about obviously the pandemic as well. In the mm. last couple of years, how does that sort of fit in? What, you know, um, obviously with, I guess from the hospitality side of things, that yeah. is really difficult, but.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think one of the strengths of Ridgeview is that we have a number of different channels um, to, you know, to market. So we've always um, we've never really focused just on one. We've got our direct to consumer. So the sort of web, the site offerings. Um, we work with the supermarkets so um, what we call the off trade Mm -hmm. uh, and then hospitality on trade um, and a bit of export too so we've always um, we've always had a nice spread so when the pandemic hit obviously um, one of those legs was just taken away you know there you know there was nothing you could do about it hospitality was closed the supermarkets continued to operate but obviously Pro, you, know, we, we, you know, we were selling OK, but we, we didn't see a bumper uplift or anything yeah. like that because people probably weren't thinking about celebrating with English sparkling wine during yeah, that yeah, early yeah. part of yeah, that yeah, pandemic. Yeah, sure. um, but what we did see and I think what we what we were quite quick to do was to, you know, and, and if I'm if I'm brutally honest, personally, um, if I took this as a personal, the, the pandemic for me gave me time. And, yeah. and a breathing space, because we were on this trajectory of growth and it was a growth mindset all the time. We were growing, 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 and new projects here, projects there. And actually what that did was just say, well, you know, you've now got, you know, there was no point in spending time thinking about those things anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think what it did for me was give, was was a nice break um, to live in the here and now,
0: yeah, yeah sure, which you don't
1: sure. get very often at all, and and I don't allow. I, it's just not my. It's not the way I am wired. I don't spend a lot of time in here and now, which is a, you know a bad thing as well, but. Um, but it did really force me to. I really enjoyed that, yeah. if I'm honest. Um, yeah. Business wise as well, you know. And I think that's where you know, you know, I have to be so thankful of the team that we have. Everyone just rallied and just like, mm-hmm. let's let you know. Let, what can what can we do? Rather than oh, we can't, you know, sitting there going well, we can't do anything. It was like, what can we do? How do we make what we've got work? So how do we? Um, what if we invested a bit more in the website now? Could we get more sales? If we put our own hospitality set in place so we can quickly adapt to the changing rules and open and close quickly. Let's do that. And, and you know, and before we knew it, we were up and running on all of these different areas. We saw sales through the website go through the roof, lots of gifting, lots of, you know, um, Support for I think for local businesses, which was really really helpful, um, and then we put the stretch tents up in our wine garden, and um, you know, and started a quite a relatively basic hospitality offering with some shared platters, cold plates, those sorts oh, of things, man. and again, you know, we saw that take off um, significantly. Um, but that again gave us the confidence to do what we're doing now, which is to actually properly build the hospitality suite. Amazing. So we brought that forward a little bit because of COVID. So I'm not, you know, in terms of I think staff morale. You know, we did have to furlough people. Uh, there was, you know, um, redundancy, um, and we, you know, people did move on during that time as well. I think, you know, there was there was, you know. It, staff's morale staff's um sense of purpose in certain areas was struggled yeah um and i think coming out of it you've seen that sort of almost like post-traumatic stress disorder (laughs) from people who have come out of something and have been working at a million miles an hour to to fix things and it's that change of mindset yeah. which is I think in the last particularly the beginning of this year has been um, interesting well not interesting but you know you have to nurture the staff through that because yeah, it's no, and reassure course. them
0: that yeah. actually it's okay and I'm I'm, I'm guessing like listening to, to you talk there and, and especially at the time where when it first sort of happens and, and the feeling of everyone rallying together and saying what can we do like, yeah. again Just leads back to culture, doesn't it? And that you know, creating that family culture where people they really feel part of it. This is where we're all we're all in this together, like and that's again, just I always talk about it, like I say because it's such such an it's a backbone, isn't it, of a a bit of heartbeat of the business. If you've got that culture, people on that journey, they're together with you, and they will all sort of jump in and.
1: Oh, it's to me, it's one of the most important things of the business. Is is the um, is that yeah. The people and their worth and their purpose and being part of the bigger picture, having a voice. um, You know, you know, I can't run this business. I couldn't run this business by myself. Absolutely (laughs) no way. You know, it would be terrible. It would, you know, it wouldn't go go any further, or probably stopped a long time ago. And you know, that's you know, everybody has you know really important. Part of the business, yeah. and, and I think, and you know, and it's real. You know, you talk about having junior members of the team and senior members of the team, but if you don't have the junior members of the team, you won't have a business. Yeah. So, you know, they are everyone's
0: got their part. They're
1: though. all critical.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Well, I want to. I want to also mention about that. Which you have won many awards and accolades, yeah. as we know, over the years. Um, you've obviously been named Sussex Businesswoman of the Year in 2019. But tell me, talk. It's about what's a, if you could pinpoint a career highlight for you or, or, or what would what would that be?
1: Ooh yeah. And why?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's actually I found that was probably one when when I was really looking at yeah. the questions earlier. It's one I sort of thought oh had to pause over and think. Um, I think probably um, for both myself and my brother. If you think that we we were you know uh, family businesses are fantastic, but there is a little stigma attached to. Uh, the sort of succession in there is—is is are they good enough to run the business, or are they just there because they're family members? Yeah, yeah, you sure, see, sure, so you, sure, you've sure. got that added stigma that yeah. kind of comes with it. And I think there was quite a lot of doubt. Um, I certainly heard from a number of sources that when my dad passed, that they thought the business would fold—that wow. that, you know that it wouldn't run, or it wouldn't continue, or it wouldn't be—you know—that it, it had its day. Um, which obviously spurred me on even more yeah, the yeah, side yeah. Of me. Um, but um, but I think you know when um, in 2018 and uh, there's the competition was the international wine and spirits competition and that was um, my dad's favorite competition, um, which was a, a lovely thing it was um, the award ceremony was on the um, anniversary of his death which isn't a particularly happy time but having said that we won, on that night, uh, the very, very top pinnacle award, which um, beating all wines, so not just English, not just sparkling, but every single wine that had entered that competition in that year, we were ca- we came up as winemaker of the year, and that was to do with the performance in the year in terms of one of our wines, and that one wine had been was the first vintage really that m- my brother made without my dad, as well. So it was 100% his wine, um, because they used to wine make together a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all the time and then um you know and and based on our sort of performance today in that competition led us to that point so it had oh. the past and the present all wrapped in one yeah. um but it was it was the one thing that si- you know i think simon and i really just felt hugely uh, elated about yeah. i have to say yeah
0: I guess, like you say, almost making your mark. And, and yeah, really,
1: you know, yeah, is that, yeah, yeah, no, no, we, yeah, we, we, we can do, we can do it, yeah, yeah. you know, we, and we, and we will, and we have, okay. um, and I think that's, you know, it's obviously we don't then just sort of say, well, that's it, all done, but, yeah. you know, it, it gives you that confidence in your own abilities when you've got perhaps naysayers, doubters around you, and it's, yeah. you know, although you sort of like to rise above all that stuff, it still resonates a little yeah.
0: bit. Yeah, of course, I guess it's still, like you said, it's still, on on one side, probably be quite similar like there's that that competitive side in st- that goes well I, I can't do this and I will yeah. you know, prove it but but there's still that niggle in the back of your mind of course oh, you know, yeah, that that. Yeah. especially especially I guess when like you say especially going through the tough time as you mentioned around when yeah. you are done that sort of that part to really have to dig deep and go I've got uh, you know I, I'm not going to give this up I've got a, that yeah. resilience needs to come through and that's yeah. uh, and then like you say going in on Four years later 2018 to win something yeah. like that is is pretty spectacular wow that's that's amazing i love that i love that um, to, just tell me what the, like define what would this in your mind like what would the success look like for you like how do you well, how do you define success for, for, for you um
1: so uh in terms of the business yeah. side of things hmm interesting i think for me um there's we sort of build ourselves around um, you you also i always think there needs to be a vision yeah. you know and that vision needs to be challenging um it, but still potentially achievable not not so out there that yeah, nobody yeah. can engage in it whatsoever um and so for me is is that every for me the success is every year moving slightly more slightly towards that mm-hmm. um but not just me, and you know, financially moving, but every, and and but seeing my my people grow. And become the best of what of what they can be, and I, I've never been shy of moving people around in the business where you know they've started somewhere, and you're like, actually, you know, I'm trying to fit a you know a square peg into a round hole here. Yeah, let's yeah, let's yeah. let's move you into somewhere where you're going to actually shine and 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 you know and and be and be the best you possibly can. And I think that's it. Is the is that whole sort of bringing everyone with you um on the journey yeah. is yeah. for me i you know i i don't know if i have a target which would i would tick and go i've been you know that's it success oh, yeah. is here I, I that's i find that quite hard to um i
0: think that's a really i, I actually think that's a a great thing to to have, only because I talk, I talk a lot about the whole destination thing. People have that vision of success. Was well, you know that's I'm going to get there, and that's where success lies. That's where happiness and success is. Yeah. And it's, it is actually, uh, I've spoke to a few people on here. People have sold businesses for millions. And yeah. uh, for example, you know um, Kevin Bird, who sold Checker Trace, I've sold ninety million. you saw. but for him, that uh, that wasn't a euphoria moment. It wasn't that. Wasn't success. That were, it was the. I spoke to this guy and he sat there in front of me and, you know, I sold that and I went home and just had dinner and it was almost an anti-climax. So that's not mm. success. It was the, and he, so he loved that business and all he wanted to do actually was go back and run that business again. And you sort of go, well, and if you're at that point where you go, know, well, actually success is what we're doing right this second as mm. we're growing and as the business mm. does well and as people around me are finding their place and their purpose, that's... A, that's an amazing place to be here, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think that's where yeah I do live in the now for that yeah, side of things rather somewhere. than sort of yeah. the, I, you know, I'm not chasing a number or uh, or that. anything like that. I think that's a dangerous place. doesn't make you happy.
0: No, absolutely. I've got, I've got a
1: view on happiness and things like that don't make, don't make you happy.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> I, 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 I agree. What's your view on happiness? Talk to me about happiness. <laughs> Talk to me about that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um i I think we strive for something that perhaps doesn't exist as we expect it to exist in in terms of happiness i think i think there's a contentedness there's a safety there's various happiness tends to wrap up a lot of things and give people um i think i think can actually create disharmony and depression if i'm honest because you're chasing this um this ideal um and i and i don't think it exists And and i and i also think you know um you know as an employer i'm you know we said, "Well, we should ask staff if they're happy." And I'm like, "But we can't make people happy. Yeah. You know, it's it's an impossible target, and you'll be chasing that impossible thing. People make themselves happy by understanding what makes them content and having their purpose and yeah. those sorts of things. And you know, and you know, I think this is something I learned a long time ago: is that actually the only person who can make me happy is me. It's yeah. not. It's not my husband. It's not." you know my, the work I'm you know the workplace I'm working in um, they have to provide the facilitate my happiness yeah, if you see yeah. what I mean by um, being decent and you know doing the right things and yeah, various sure. other things but at the end of the day it's it's a it's a something that I you know it's a very individual thing yeah. and, and actually I think focusing on it too much is not not healthy
0: yeah I love that and again I guess that's back to the whole values you were talking about earlier yeah. as well if you if whether it's work or whatever it is as long as you you're living your life true to what your values yeah. are that's where happiness content. is you'll yeah, content you'll be content you know
1: you'll be content yeah. and you'll have really good days you'll still have rubbish days yeah. but and there'll be moments of euphoria and moments of despair but yeah. Yeah. you'll have it on a nice balance and even even keel
0: yeah amazing I love that amazing what what, 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 what one thing I did want to talk, about, looking on the website, and obviously speaking to you and seeing lots of things that have been going on recently, talk, talk to me a little bit about sustainability. Yeah. Um, obviously, within the industry, I guess, but what you guys, what bridge views take on that, and how you're sort of tackling those issues. Talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's um, again probably something that started with um, you know with my parents and our parents. They, um, whenever they uh, they they approach the business, um, and I think I think good old war kids mentality you know you don't throw anything away you look after stuff you <laughs> reuse where you can you 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 um you use secondhand stuff where you can and you you maintain everything and you clean it and you, so we that mentality came from from that side of it and when we invest when we invested in new uh equipment for the for the vineyard in particular it was looking at the most uh sustainable at that point you know yeah. looking at the technology at the time what okay what's What's the advanced technology here? What yeah. what are and why? Not necessarily because we're we're a, you know a sustainable. bit back then those words really weren't bandied around quite yeah, as sure, much sure. as they are now. I mean, it, you know, they, they were on the you know, things are not the sort of the as much as they are today. But it was like what well, you know, okay, let's buy this sprayer because it uses you know half the spray that a traditional air assisted yeah. sprayer. It's better for the environment. It's actually. You know, cost comes into it. It's less expensive to run because that's more expensive to buy, but less expensive to run on a day-to-day yeah. basis. So, you, so that kind of mindset was there, I think, from the beginning, um, um, and likewise through. You know, with our equipment, everything we bought was secondhand initially, um, and we maintained it to such a high standard you wouldn't even sure. know. Um, yeah. You know, when it came to sell it, we, you know, it was it was those things. So we've we've always had that mentality in the business. Um, but my, perhaps my passion from that has always been around the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've thought, you know, and I think when I talk about sustainability, it's, it's not just about the environmental sustainability, which is obviously one pillar of that, but yeah. it's how do you make the business properly sustainable across it all? So, so you've got to be profitable. The business has to run profitably yeah. to be sustainable. Um, and the way that businesses run profitably and are successful is by looking after the people in the business because the people make that happen. Yeah. Um, and obviously then investing in the right things to do the right thing environmentally and to bring that in as well is, is kind of a, a given for those yeah. three. So those those are the sort of three pillars. And it was probably back in 2014, something like that, when I'd started to hear about B Corp. yeah,
0: um,
1: Because I looked at various uh, accreditations that you could get and they all seem to focus on either one or two of those things, but not the holistic business in terms of all of those things um and actually that's one thing that covid and the and the downtime did give the business that the opportunity was to actually really seriously look at that and start the process of mm. um getting that accreditation so we we did the uh the, the questionnaire looked at where the gaps were and we were very strong on the people side which i was expecting mm. um you know we had to we we would we were good, but we hadn't document. you know, it's the documentation, the evidence and those sorts of things. So we had quite a bit of work to do on that because we're on the social side as well. We're, we're good. Uh, we work with the community a lot, yeah. uh, local to us. Um, and so it was just, yeah, moving, you know, getting everything ready and documented. And actually that was a real rallying thing for staff as yeah, well yeah, because at yeah, a sure. time of crisis, there was something positive yeah. as well to work on and like something that could, you know, will help the business in the future. So that was great. And every every person in the business had a little part to play in it, in in those early stages of it. And we're now just waiting, we've just got through the, um, we're just doing the sort of the, getting towards the audit side of it now, so hopefully, fingers crossed. They've got quite a backlog now. I think we weren't the only people to think about this during, um, <laughs> during <laughs> yeah. lockdown, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice, sort of, by the end of this year, to have had that accreditation. Um, and the nice thing about, and the great thing about it, is you are, you are, you have to continuously improve. And it brings, and the whole business has to be engaged in it. Yeah. And it informs, uh, again, helps to reinforce values with decision making, etc. Because it's all about doing the right thing, and and that's kind of where the values have always sat. Um so it's, uh, we're at the very beginning of that journey uh, and we could do so much more. But again, it's bringing people with you, doing it step by step. And every little step you take just makes, you know, starts to reinforce that.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, and I, and I guess it, like, the more I sort of look at sustainability, people I talk about on here, climate change, etc, etc. But it's very much that if if every business has that mindset to look whatever we can do if it's a small change that we can make that makes a big impact if we all just sat there and went oh um, what, what change am i going to make if i yeah. do a little thing it's not going to make any difference whereas this such a wrong mentality. i think if everyone we had hosted a webinar know, last year at some point and it was around around sustainability the one key message that come through is that if every single one of us just make one just do one thing yeah. that year that will have an impact and that will help. And I think it's it's great, obviously, what you guys are, are doing. And,
1: I think that's a, that's a really, really important point. And yeah. I, th- I think it's really easy to say, well, we're too small, we won't make any difference yeah. or whatever. But actually the time to do it is when you're small and agile, because, you know, you, you know, most there is a, you know, once you've got those things in there, and, and um, like you said, everyone did a little, just a little, and it's a little step, it doesn't have to be investing huge amounts of money yeah. in solar or anything like that. It, it makes a big difference. Yeah.
0: Nice, brilliant, superb. We're coming. Um, I, I mentioned a lot of it before we, we come online. Obviously, something that I always talk about work life balance, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'm something I really struggle with. So, it's certainly I'm I'm keen, I always ask all, all of my guests about it. Um, I guess, especially for you as well, with what, what, what does work life balance look like for you? Do you have one, and especially, I guess, being in a family business, how does that work in regards to? Is it always business or can <laughs> can you be able to separate that? Um,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good uh, answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I mean i i work I work hard to balance my. So I plan my work life balance. I'm yeah. much better at planning it than i than I have been because I think if you don't active proactively plan it yeah. into your week into your year like holidays and and various other bits then obviously i know for well you know it won't happen i mean that was the negative of of lockdown there wasn't really much distractions other than work so so i you know i immersed myself in various (laughs) you know future thinking and you know those sorts of bits and pieces um but um and and i think it's you know i don't have um you know i wish i had the the, you know the answer to everyone's work life balance but, yeah, issues yeah. but I, I really don't and it, it, and it is a very personal thing you know I I work, I live on site as well so obviously I don't have a commute um, yeah, yeah. so I enforce myself to go either for a dog walk or, or to the gym or something like that after yeah. work just to have that separation, separation between the two um, and uh, you know I'm not I couldn't just sit down and read a book or something like I need to be totally yeah. distracted yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then come back so I, I try to do those elements of it um, my you know my kids um, uh, you know they play a lot of sports so I you know I do my best to make the time to go and watch them do what they love yeah. and be part of that and um, which has been which has been really really helpful I think and you know you create a whole new set of friends around those sorts of elements as yeah, well sure. which is really nice which a lot of the time doesn't involve you talking about your business which yeah. is happy days because yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there can be times I don't know about you when you're out of work and someone starts talking to you about how's business you're like I really don't want to talk yeah. about this now yeah. <laughs> I've just had yeah. enough yeah. let's talk about something yeah. completely benign I did see the other day like, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was great I wouldn't do yeah it? it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. box sets or something not the business um <laughs> And so, um, yeah, so those sides of things. And I I do think, I mean, I have phases of where it's where I have a great work-life balance and other times where it's just, you know, the sacrifice that's always usually made is the sort of the life part of that balance that has to give up and and you have to make way for, for, you know, for things happening in in the workplace. But um, I'm not very good at saying no to things either. But then I think saying yes is... You get so much more out of life if
0: you say yes, don't you? Oh, see, I'm really saying that People have said to me, You've just got to start saying no more. And I'm like, But I, I, my, my, my philosophy a bit of life is life is an opportunity. So <laughs> someone asked me, I go, Oh, could... well, Sam, you're doing an 18 hour day. You go... Yeah, but I can squeeze that I, just because I, like, I'm, I'm exactly. I'm, I'll say yes and I'll figure it out later. Yeah, on. I'll make it happen. It yeah, I'll make work. it happen. Yeah, exactly that. And I always promise myself I'll
1: take some time <laughs> up. I don't. But I just <laughs> kind of, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I love, I love that whole experience of new things. And, um, um you know, you know, Uh, maybe it's a FOMO (laughs) if I say no what am I going to admit I don't know (laughs) on a massive scale of FOMO that I can't do Uh, I I am I am better you know in terms of you know I you know you know I will say no to things where I think actually you know what I've done something very similar recently or um, you know this week is just so it it will probably finish me off and then I'll have no energy for the weekend or those sorts of things and so I am I am better that better Um, but um, you know I do enjoy I enjoy learning I think that's the thing and and from people particularly and from different business backgrounds because you get so tunnel visioned in what you do a lot of the time and you know you can talk to industry colleagues and things like that but it's it's so helpful to talk to people who Um, aren't in in that industry with you
0: I completely it's one of the reasons we're here i started doing this just purely on that, exactly that. I love learning, I, I, I run most mornings, so I listen to a podcast or an audio book and that's how I absorb content, I guess. So one of the reasons obviously I wanted to start this exactly that, like sharing people and hearing from other people and their journey and their stories and what that looks like. Because yeah. everyone has got a story to tell and I think it's fascinating to mm. to hear that. And, and like you said, that, the amount, the education for me over the last year has probably been phenomenal just by seeing with great people like yourself and that, having these conversations, which is... Which has been, yeah, it's been amazing. But yeah, I, I'm like, do, do, are you able to? Do you have them times where you are able to switch or so the dog walks and stuff? Can you go? like, I am switching off now. I'm gonna.
1: I'm a bit of a daydreamer. Since. I think um, my mind wanders a lot when I'm out, and yeah. you know, sometimes it's and and. But I think that's obviously just me compartmentalizing things from yeah, the right. day, from the week. Um, so I feel like I'm yeah. I feel like I'm in a, in a trance, listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. But all of the things that are, you know, and I, you know, at the end of it, I, I come back feeling quite zen from it. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah, I do, yeah. I do what the dogs most mornings, and I don't, you know, I certainly don't um, over stress. It does, it does help just to have yeah, that time. Of, totally. I t- to, uh, totally switch off. I suppose I, one thing I'm trying to get back into is sailing again because we used to do a lot of sailing when I was younger and I'm just doing my day skipper at the moment because I didn't do any qualifications when I was younger. So I'm going to do yeah, that now. I so. But I love, that's the sort of thing that works for me is when I'm proactive, you, you know, my mind something. is actually on something
0: yeah.
1: that makes me think about, I find it quite relaxing doing that sort of stuff and a challenge and those sorts of things. So sitting on a beach, I can do with a book for a couple of days and yeah. I start to get a bit kind of like... Oh, let's you know, uh, you know, my mind, mind will wander back to a, a work, you know, something about the bi- oh, what about this for the business yeah. and those sorts of things. So, um,
0: yeah, it helps if I if I've got something engaging yeah, okay. to keep me going. And, you, and just finally, just on that, on the note of that, from from the family point of view, so when the family get together, is it are, are you guys able to sit around the table and uh, not talk work? What about this happening today? Um, <laughs> is that is that tricky?
1: Uh, better than it ever has been, I would <laughs> yeah. say. I think we've all made a concerted effort to do that. And I think that mainly comes from the fact that we've got the children now as well, yeah, who yeah, are, you yeah. know, who, if we sat around a table, they would look at us, you know, talking about work, they would just literally tear a strip off us. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so so we take it tends to not, you know, that there, there will always be a, a, a little bit about it. It's yeah,
0: um, so much intrigue. Yeah, it's a lot of. It? Yeah, yeah how can it not um, be, I can be, the
1: And, um, but uh, it certainly doesn't dominate now, as it yeah. probably did. Um, and, and thank goodness we're all involved in the business. Otherwise, <laughs> poor whoever's not in it would be yeah, yeah, so bored, good. wouldn't they? <laughs> it's almost like you
0: can I just get involved? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll get involved. That's I'll a little bit really. like my husband. <laughs> it's just like
1: in the end, like just join the business. It's going to yeah. be a lot easier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Love that. Okay, it's really cool. Look, we're well, um, we just coming towards the end. We've got obviously a couple of final sort of questions. What? Um, me, what, what, what does the future hold for tomorrow, Roberts and Ridgeview?
1: Oh, um, probably more of the same. I'd, li- I'd like to um, probably become, you know, my, my my aim is over the next four to five, ten years is to be less sort of operationally involved yeah. if I can and be yeah. more, str- you know, fo- I'm on the strategy now, but just to, you know, delegate more, put that succession in place so that um, yeah. if I'm not there, um, God forbid, but if I'm not there, the business will carry on, you know, Ridgeview yeah. carries on um will the children go into the business well there's quite a gap between me you know us and them and you know they've got their own career so there's no pressure whatever and I think the management in place you know that we need to get in place will see that gap through so that's a little bit that we need to look at I've got to, uh, you've got to proactively plan your exit of the business you know in terms of my retirement from that business yeah, as well yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think you know the the soon you know I think that's um I don't want to leave it till you know the last minute I, th- I think there's uh, a danger of um hanging on in there for for too long i think you you know i prefer it to be my decision
0: yeah. when
1: i choose to step back a little more than you know wherever and um i'm not saying certainly not in the next 5 maybe not even the next 10 years yeah. but you know what i mean i think i yeah. think i think we don't probably as entrepreneurs and business people spend enough time planning what that that
0: looks like what
1: that could look like and because you can't just switch from one to the other so you need to have this kind of gradual sort of move towards having more time so how do you fill that time what do you do with that time um and having the the space and and whatever to do it and you know you leave you know there's that balance between leaving that too long and so you're perhaps that bit older and can't do all the wonderful things that you thought you were going to do in your retirement, or um, leaving it too early, and you still feel you had stuff to give, and regretting that. And I, you know, I don't have the answer to that. Yeah. we've all got to work that through ourselves.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. No, that's, bit, that's quite. An, I, I think you are. I think because if our brains are wired the way they are as entrepreneurs, we we get to that point where will we ever really stop and switch off? Probably not. Like you say, you just, and that's a great way of looking at it, I guess, just almost phase out a little bit, so you just have a little bit of both. you still got your hand in a little bit, but a little bit less and, yeah, and try and, yeah. and work it like that. But okay, what, what would, like with the, with the kids and stuff, obviously there'd be a gap because of the age thing, yeah. but if they do come to you and want to get involved in the family business, what what are your thoughts on that? Would you want them to be involved in with you? Would you welcome that? Or would you go, no, I want you to go and do your own thing? What, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Um... I think it would be helpful to have worked somewhere else for someone else, and yeah. to have got experience in in, in another environment, um, industry. Same, I don't really mind if it was the same industry, but another in, environment. Uh, the great thing about winemaking and wineries is that you've got the world yeah, to visit, course. so yeah. you can travel and gain experience working in in those sorts of things. So that's that's a you know I would certainly um, be encouraging that side of things silent, in yeah. terms of look, you know, we can you know, we can certainly talk to some people that we know overseas who you could go and, you know, do a you know, a vintage with and um and that element's But also at the same time, be pretty clear, if you are going to come into the business, you start at the bottom. (laughs) You start at the bottom, you work your way up and there's no there's no sort of, um, yeah, advantages or whatever. They they get involved at the moment. They do work in um, the hospitality bits when they can. My son at the moment is working, just got a gap in his college at the moment. So he's doing a bit of work uh, in the warehouse today. So they do do bits and pieces uh, in the business. But yeah, you know, it's you know, I d I don't like to yeah. to, to predict too much about no, no, it. And, and and I also, you know, you know 16, you know, my eldest the oldest of the of the four boys is seventeen and my brother's got two, I've got two and um, you know, they're just really starting to register what we do at that age in yeah. terms of getting a bit more oh oh okay. You yeah. know, a yeah, bit yeah. more interesting in it interested in it.
0: Yeah, nice and do it I so my, I think, you know, for for which as parents, you sort of look at the kids. I always talk about sort of like the, you know, the education side of it and if the kids, you know, unless they specifically, I guess, want to become a lawyer or a doctor, then university is an option. I think the great thing, and obviously you're doing and inspiring them, that entrepreneurship is, is actually a path because I don't think when I go back to when I was and it wasn't really I mean Mm. you obviously had saw that from your parents well I never really did You sort of look at that and it wasn't necessarily encouraged as much as it is you know Mm. even at college and stuff now and and different mentorships that go into school so I think that's quite a it's a a great thing to be and I'd love it the kids do come yeah not necessarily get involved in my business but I've got a business idea Mm. as opposed to there's that I just think there's those other opportunities and I think by you know, them seeing what uses them, yeah. Won, the work ethic, which will come, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll be able to see in abundance, but but actually be able to see there are there are other opportunities out there yeah. than, from what, that, what
1: And have. I think yeah, one of I suppose one of the things that I'm really keen to do when I've managed to sort of get a bit more time is is to be more encouraging of women um, and girls, yeah. for, you know more girls coming in through the school in A levels to think a bit more about business opportunities and yeah. working in business um, because I think there's a you know there still isn't enough. Coming yeah, through with that mindset in terms of being, you know, feeling the confidence yeah. to, to run a business and to grow a business and be, and it's it's still a hard place. I'm not yeah. I'm not going. You know, you, you you know, it's it's you know, and I quite understand why people why, why girls and women think, I don't really want to be putting my head above the parapet there. Thank you very much. Yeah, when yeah. you see certain headlines and and various other things, which. Um, which you you know you think you're taking a few steps forward, and then you you read something, and you go, oh my god, how could possibly can can that happen yeah. um, to to someone? Um, but so I think I you know I think that's one thing that I would feel you know i could give back yeah. in terms of that and actually that it's not you know it's not just for a certain type of woman it, it, it you yeah. know or or you know i you know i went to the local comp uh, did my levels in the you know in the local you know yeah. uh, sort of sixth form college and you know i've just i've just taken my chances and and worked and you know i've y- yes i have had a great you know supportive background in terms of my parents and those sorts of things but you know you, you don't need to come from a certain background to, to run to run a business you you can do that from from wherever you are you just need to have the confidence and the mindset around it and and that to come in at an, uh, an earlier point perhaps you know uh, than it is now um you know I go and do quite a few of the speed dating in schools for the careers dating and those sorts yeah. of things and there's still a predominance of when you speak to the girls in the um year 10 to 11 of I'm going to be a nursery worker or a carer or you know and yeah. and it's uh, you know and, and 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 those you know so I think getting in there a bit earlier to just broaden those horizons slightly would be
0: would be
1: would be really helpful.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. And I, I you know, I, I guess you, you touched on it earlier about role models, and a lot of people come on on the on, on the podcast and they talk about that role models within their lives. I think, you know, certainly from. from you as a as a leader and as a ceo and running a business as you do what a great role model for 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 young women looking to get into business so uh, again thanks for coming on and and obviously sharing that sharing your journey with us because hopefully it will just inspire people to to get Because, yeah i I, I certainly agree um so look we're coming to the end we've got um obviously I, I, i have as I've mentioned a few times on the podcast, with uh, st- Stephen Bartley was one of the ones who oh, inspired yeah. me yeah, yeah. to do this. So I have, st- I have stolen this from <laughs> Yeah, the I know. His, his yeah, I did notice that. do um, Which is, you know, <laughs> it, it's an inspiration to me. So that's why we're going to chuck it in. So, it's fine. So, yeah, my, my previous guest has left you a question. Oh. And this one is, what advice would you give a young 17-year-old entrepreneur looking to start out?
1: Go for it. Well, you got to lose. I mean, that you know, at seventeen, um, you know, and I think is that's a little bit blasé. But you know, there is so much more advice out there than there, than there ever has been. You've got places, um, you know, the, the sort of the incubators and, and various other things that, you know, and they're all within touching diff- distance, really. And it, you know, reaching out to to those people, get get the support. Uh, you know. Don't turn down support. Yeah. Um, it's there in, in abundance for, for a seventeen year old. Uh, wasn't there for us when we're, yeah, <laughs> we were growing up, yeah, you know, yeah. and I, you know, so I, you know, so I think you know those dreams and don't be, you know, it might go wrong. It doesn't matter, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter because you you've got opportunity. You'll learn. You'll learn from anything you do at that age. You just learn and you move on and you you know something that you. That you know that you you latch onto will will just just work, and I think that's. It was quite interesting your question about sort of success and failure. I don't I don't think it's as black and white as that. You know Mm -hmm. that you know you you know you you make the best decisions at the time of what your knowledge that you have and various other bits, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Doesn't (laughs) then you start again.
0: (laughs) Brilliant, brilliant, and I I completely echo what you're saying. I think not to encourage people to fail and stuff like that but actually one quote that really come out from from a previous podcast was there's no failure only feedback and I think what you're trying exactly what you've alluded to there that just keep trying things because as long as you take the feedback you learn from those experiences then you just go on and do the next thing and and just that belief and that's amazing so so I look like I say I've been fortunate enough to, to know you over the last few years and it's been absolutely amazing to see what you've achieved and what you keep doing and, and, and it's absolutely phenomenal what a brilliant episode this has been it's been so great catching up with you thank you so much for I've really enjoyed it thank you thank journey. you very much it's been brilliant thank you and that as they say is a wrap